Brick me up, Big Daddy. It's the amazing world of Malcolm Mortar on The Coco Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the amazing world of Malcolm Mortar. Mm. Now, there are several famous bricklayers. In there the, are? Yeah. John Bonham. Okay, really? Yeah, he was a bricklayer before okay. he became That's a drummer. Kind of, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, there really aren't a whole lot of famous How, Who else you got? That's it. That's the list. What about Zeke from Zookeeper? Yeah, yep. That's one. And the third one is our buddy, B-Rick. That's the one. Yeah. You know, when your name's B-Rick, you have very precious few life choices. Did you ever think about going into the plastering arts yourself? No. <laughs> I've gone on the art of getting plastered. Does that count? If you had to pick one aspect of home construction to be an expert in, what would it be? Oh, man. God, I'm so bad at so many. Uh, let's go with uh, uh, plumbing. Plumbing. Man, plumbing's the worst. You'd know my plumbing tale. Yeah. I had water shooting directly out at me. It was a horrific experience. It flooded the whole kitchen. So if you could pick one one art to kind of matrix into yourself to, to be good at, it would be, it would be plumbing. Is plumbing an art? It's, I've never heard it referred to that I way. I think it's an art. And Would what you say way? it's more of a science? I'd say it's more of like a, a, an occupation. I don't think plumbers see it that what way. Do you, how hard do you think it is to lay brick? I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, have you ever thought about it? Because it doesn't seem like it'd be that tough. I think it's really, I think actually, to be honest with you, being a mortar, an, an artist of the mortar, it is. It takes a lot. you got to be able to space those things out, Yeah, you know? You got to lay there just the right amount of grout on there. They've, got, the, they've got that gimmick, the pointy thing with the metal. The that, deal. That's caulk. That's no, not no, I'm, no. The thing you hold, the, the thing, trowel, you, the trowel. That's yeah. it, the trowel. Yeah, yeah. So listen, if you don't want to catch the business end of a trowel, you better stop slamming. You can't bury the bricklayers of the world. I didn't bury him. I, I'm, I'm for him. Listen, remember that time we built the deck on the back of the house mm -hmm. and had to carry all those blocks? Mm -hmm. It was just like a, a few blocks, mm -hmm. but they were so heavy that it like crippled me up for days, right? Remember and these when, guys have huge things of bricks they have to deal with. Remember when we laid all the bricks out and it sucked and then Eat came and dug everything up and yeah. made it nice? Your wife is a way better bricklayer than we are. That's true. We're not good at that. What about carpet? You ever think about going into the, like the, the carpet laying trade? I'm not a big carpet guy. That's weird for me because you're a cold guy. You you prefer it to be warm, and carpet makes your feet warm. Uh, yeah, but also carpet you have to clean it. True. You know, and it gets stained. You know, when I was a kid, mom had this lime green shag carpet. Mm -hmm. You know, seems like a good idea when you get it right. right. But then some goof like the Brant drops a bunch of Kool Aid on it. As a pet accident that goes down, someone grinds a bunch of dirt. You're never getting that it. stuff out of there. And then your lime green carpet's lime green and brown and mm -hmm. red. It's weird looking. You, so you've never really thought about like going out like on a nostalgic trip and like laying out some lime green shag in the living room just to be no. like when you were a kid. No. Also, it's weird smelling after a while. You have to clean it well, with yeah, that weird powder. If you've had multiple pet accidents and Kool Aid spills, yeah. it is going to smell weird yeah. after a while. So, yeah, you know, I'm not a big carpet. Plus, I've actually had to put down carpet, help put it down. And you got to staple yeah. stuff. And you got to lay down that padding. It's yeah. so good. I've never done it, but it doesn't look fun. I've watched Eat from afar. I, you know, your wife laid down the carpet too. She's yeah. She's well. I mean, she does mostly laminate flooring. What is your home maintenance skill? So far, Eat fixes roofs. She does all the lawn, the landscaping. She does the carpeting. What do you do? I, I I participate from a supervisory level. So you're just you sit around like a lazy geek. And sometimes I drink beer. 
Are you ready to take the plunge into the exciting world of the Tandy Color Computer? Have you tried emulation and found it to be confusing and unreliable? The hell is Bitbanger? It's time to get yourself a real Coco and get yourself over to RetroRewind.ca to get it out with everything you need to enter the Coco universe. The Coco SDC is the fastest, easiest way to jump into the nirvana that is gaming on the Tandy Color Computer. Preloaded SD card is already included, so just pop it in your Coco and away you go. Pick up your Coco SDC at Retro Rewind and be sure to use the promo code AMIGOS10 to save 10% off the already low price. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for sponsoring the Coco Show. Well, listen, you know you got a guy in his name. What's his name? B. Rick. Mm-hmm. Listen, your name should be Percival Rick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Aaron, let's get into some Malcolm Mortar. Oh, man, let's do it. So, you know, this right here is a, a, an exclusive Coco game in every sense of the word, mm-hmm. Boaster. Uh, Amazing World of Malcolm Mortar. What a name. Yeah. Uh, published by the folks at Tandy. Developed by ZCT Systems Group. That's basically uh, Greg L. Zumwalt and Mark W. Easter. Uh, released in 87. This was a Coco 3 exclusive. Got to have the big three to take this one down with you. That's immediately apparent when you fire this up. Well, no. I don't agree with that. Uh, it's a 128K RAM cart. And you can play this one. And this is this is a shoot. You can play this with or without joystick. They've got full keyboard support, which is understandable given the parameters you need to play the game. Uh, it's a one-player game. And as Boat mentioned earlier, you play as an apprentice bricklayer, B. Rick. I wonder what the B stands for. Mm-mm. Bernard. What would be cool if it was, his first name was Brick? Yeah. yeah Brick, Brick Rick. Rick. That's not bad. That's better than what I That's yeah. what they got. Uh, anyway, you got to carry loads of... So here's the backstory. Let's get into this. As an apprentice bricklayer, B. Rick must carry loads of bricks and dynamite to renovate a huge mansion. I often carry lots of sticks of dynamite. Yeah, that's all we need. We'd be dead a million times. <laughs> Suddenly, you feel a searing pain in your head. Everything goes black. You awake, You awaken to a myriad of passages filled with small, with monsters. And so, basically, you have been entrapped, ensnared, if you will, by the evil, the diabolical Malcolm Mortar. So, uh, I, you may think, upon starting this thing up, that you are Malcolm. So we need to make it abundantly yeah. clear. You are you B. Are not Rick. Malcolm. You are B. Rick. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. Sorry to break the news. But you are in fact B. Rick. Now, that's your backstory. Escape from from uh, Mortar and his evil uh, Mortar-based minions here, or I guess people that hate Mortar. I don't know. Uh, do you want to attempt? Well, let's just get into the controls real quick. Then I'll let you attempt okay. to describe the gameplay. Okay. So. You've got, of course, you've got B-Rick. B-Rick, I, I use the analog stick on this. I played this on the authentic Color Computer 3. I wasn't even going to try to uh, simulate this with a non-black uh, beauty. And uh, you can joysticks move B-Rick around, and the button uh, will lay down a wall. Okay, now, this game has a couple types of walls. You've got a, a kind of a temporary wall, sort of like something me and you'd put okay. up. Let me let me explain the game and I'll I'll talk about the the walls and stuff as I do. It. Oh, I mean, I'm talking about the controls here. Okay. This is important. Okay. okay. Now, I use the one button stick, and this is what I was going to ask you. Did you use the old uh, Black Beauty Deluxe when you played it? I used the Mister. Okay. 
I use the one button stick. So I don't know if this has support for that second button. No, it's something I was wondering. That is good. I don't think it does. It could use Because it. the documents never mention it. Because, yeah, I noticed that too. And so I, you have to use the keyboard in conjunction with the old uh, one button stick. So the one button drops a temporary wall. Then you can make that a permanent wall by hitting a function key. And then you also have a space bar that will drop the dynamite. Those are your those are your abilities. Take it away, boat. Okay. So this game is one of the more unique games that I've ever played in my life. Okay. This is a maze game. Okay. So in your mind, if you're not watching this, if you're listening, picture a maze, a top-down view of a maze in your head. Okay. There's only one path through the maze, just like a real maze. Okay. There are. <laughs> What? No, wait. There can be multiple paths through a real maze. You're not wrong. <laughs> I forgot about corn mazes. That's what? a different thing. Okay. So, your job is to not just make your way through the maze because that would be lame. People, the, the the whole maze thing is sort of played out. So, what you have to do in this game is you have to entrap the enemies that are out to destroy you behind the walls of this labyrinth without. Uh, disrupting the main path of the maze. You gotta okay? give them the Poe treatment. Right, exactly. You gotta brick them up. So, what you do is you lay down a brick wall, and that traps one of the two monsters, okay? There's a red monster and a blue monster, okay? So, fuzzies are the, uh, the fuzzies are the red monsters, okay? You can trap those behind regular walls. Okay. Then you've got the other monster, which is called the boar head. The boar head uh, does not attack you, but the boar head can come through regular walls, and it will attempt to free the fuzzy if you entrap it behind a wall. It's real irritating. Right. Think, yeah. So what you have to do is you have to uh, lay down a wall, then you have to make it a permanent wall to fully to make sure that the boar head can't. Uh, can't break through and free the fuzzy. It's like putting up drywall. That's the temporary wall. Mm -hmm. And then you go back and brick it. That's exactly that's you, right. That's, that's exactly it. right. Yeah. And as Aaron mentioned, this is a game that requires use of the joystick and the keyboard. Yeah. You press down the joystick button to lay down a temporary wall. Then you press the F2 button to convert it into a permanent wall. You have a limited number of bricks in which to lay down your wall, and the bricks are scattered about the level uh, to uh, to facilitate your, your your ability to do this. Now, where does the risk come in, you may ask yourself. Well, the risk in this game comes from the fuzzy who can shoot you. When the fuzzy shoots you, it lowers your score. It doesn't kill you, it just lowers your score. Um, if you accidentally place a permanent wall over the path, and this is an invisible path until it's illuminated by bricking up the monster correctly. Yeah. Uh, if you place a permanent wall within the direct path to the exit, the game immediately ends. Yeah. By the way, this game doesn't give you hold your hand when it's over. No. The second you get killed or screw up, your bug. The title screen pops just, up and it's game over. And baby. by the way, I hate that. Yeah. Did I mention that's that? It's not good. Yeah, that's no good. good. It's also discombobulating. You're mm -hmm. zooming along, and all of a sudden, it's like, bam, you're back. I was like, what, did the game reset? No, you screwed up. Yeah. So, the like I said before, the, the path out of the level, the path between the entrance and the exit of the maze is invisible until you block up the fuzzy. And I, I, you have to block up the boarhead and the fuzzy. I think you have to block them both up. You have to up. block them both yeah. up, yes. Okay, and uh, once you block them both up, 
The path appears as a yellow brick road. You follow that path, the door opens to the exit of the maze, and you leave, okay? Yeah. That is phase one of the game. Well, it's really not phase one of the game, it's phase two of the game. When you first start the game, this is one of the things that's just really wacky about this game, is yeah. that you you enter into this hall of pillars, okay? And you you are immediately placed face-to-face that against is Malcolm what... Mortar himself. Yeah. Okay? And... The way this game works is it alternates between a level with the fuzzy and the boarhead and a level with Malcolm Mortar. As you complete the levels with the fuzzy and the boarhead, you collect golden bricks. Okay, once you collect enough golden bricks, when you reach the in-between stage that is just you and Malcolm, if you can manage to brick up Malcolm with the magic golden bricks, then you win the game. Which I never did. That's, that, that's it. That's the game. So... Aaron, what are your thoughts on Malcolm Mortar? You know, I had played this. I believe this was a uh, 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 a game of the week once over on Coco Talk. So I played this a lot that week, and I came back to it. I had a better grasp of it that time than I do now. Uh, the truth of the matter is, this is a this is a unique game. I'm not going to bury it. Uh, I, but the, it's got elements of it that make it difficult, all right? And I don't mean the game is so difficult. I mean just the playing of it. I don't like having to use the keyboard and the joystick, yeah. all right? It's, and it's a real drag on this one. Yeah. Because this game is quick, all right? And the, the, the truth of the matter is it's difficult to set up the wall and then harden the wall when there's a guy trying to bust the wall and you're trying to do all this stuff with the keyboard and the joystick. And so the game has built-in keyboard support. Straight keyboard support. I switched over to that. Uh, I don't think the Coco 3 keyboard is necessarily the best for gaming. The place they put the function keys is real awkward. Uh, and so I, there, I, I had trouble finding the comfortable way to play this game. Uh, but with all that said, uh, it's an interesting game. It's an action game with puzzle elements. The, the fact that you've got to capture these creatures, some of it's, the creatures just wander the maze. And they'll go into dead ends and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And They're so, not, it's not like Pac-Man ghosts. They don't hone in for you, except for Malcolm. Malcolm right. is the only one that does And that. so, uh, the, uh, as, the, as, the, uh, as the computer runs through the maze, you're, and you have to come up behind it, you've got to try to catch it in a point where you can make sure you're not doing anything stupid by walling him up. But, I mean, there's a random element to it. Uh, well, I think the mazes change every time you play. I mean, the, uh, what I'm talking about is the, the, the there's a random element to how much damage you're going to take trying to block one of these things off. Because you're probably going to take some damage from them. It's, it makes it it, it makes that, that part of the game difficult, where you're trying to capture them. It's hard to get good at this game repeatedly. Like, I think I was getting uh, used to it. And then, sometimes it's really hard to lay down a wall... You know what I mean? Like it's because they they get too close to the proximity of the wall. So and it often then this is the most frustrating thing is when you've got a guy trapped, you lay down the wall, you lay down the temporary wall, and then you've you're ready to lay down the permanent wall, and the wall gets blown away before you can and it's because you're fumbling with the keyboard. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? I do think that if you are a pro Malcolm Mortar player, you have to use the keyboard because yeah. it's just it's too much of a reach for you to take your hand off the stick and hit F2, and then put it back on the stick. Yeah. Um, I think this is a game where you're you know on the Coco Three. Luckily, the arrow keys are arranged in a way that's not ridiculous. 
and you can hit, like you said, the F, the function keys are in a weird place, but you can arrange your hands where you can hit the space bar with your thumb, and you can you can go around, and, and you should be able to uh, to control Malcolm and lay down these walls in a way that you can do. But like you said, this is a game that it's real easy to mess up, and it's real easy to die, and there's no second chances. I really think that this game would have been much better served had it had multiple lives. Yeah, it wouldn't have hurt. Also, the, I don't like the way the Coco's keyboard is set up for arrow keys. They're, I don't think they're that good a place with, mm. the, with the F function keys. I tried to use the keyboard for this. It, just, it didn't work for me. Uh, the uh, uh, It's just... I like this game. I want to praise the game. But the game is hard, and it's tough to master. Now, I know some people are good at this, but I've never seen them. Uh, and I, when I went to look around on uh, on uh, YouTube to find some video footage to, to put with the show, I had a heck of a time finding anyone that had any footage longer than two or three minutes. Oh, I Most people just gave up. Yeah, I, I mean, because I'm a pretty good hand at this game, so I'm going to have to report some Yeah, you should. How, how far did you get into it? I, I got to level two, round three. That's right about the same place I mm -hmm. got, so I feel pretty good. Yeah. And we are knee of, I mean, we're not super experts. No, I mean, well, I hadn't played this before this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so eh. this is a game. I really think, and I'm I'm being honest. I think that this is, if it's not the best Coco Three exclusive game, I don't know what is. Because what it's, you mean uh, from the past? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this game, it's a unique concept. The controls, if you if you ignore the shortcomings of the way that the Coco keyboard is laid out, the controls make sense. Um, I think that the graphics are fine. Uh, I mean, Coco, you, the, nothing on the Coco is going to set the world on fire when it comes to graphics. But I think that this this is one of the few games that I think could have been a release on a console of the time, and it wouldn't have looked out of place. I can see this. I can see this on the Master System. I can see this on the original Nintendo. Uh, this, I don't think, because in 1987, I think this, I, would it have been one of the top tier releases on those consoles? No, but I could have seen this getting in a commercial release. And you can't say that about a lot of Coco 3 games. It's it's one of those games where you're not going to sit down and instantly pick it up. No, no. Oh, but I sh something I should mention. I So I load this up on the uh, Coco, right? It's in black and white, right? And so I look it up. Of course, I got the manual out. And uh, at least the version I had defaulted to the RGB controls. Luckily, uh, this has built-in uh, swapping. So oh, if you, that's if handy. You, if you boot it up on your on your Coco and it's in black and white, hit the M button for monitor, mm -hmm. and you can sw and you can go between uh, RGB and television. I'm surprised it doesn't have the gen the the usual screen where it says "I must ask." Yeah. Are you using yeah. it? Doesn't have yeah. that. And also, you have J and K switch between joystick and keyboard, so you have to switch between them. Uh, switch is nice. You can also turn the sound off. Although the sound really, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Mm -hmm. Just some a little bit of noise. Nothing major. I mean, it's a it's a fun. It's a it's not the most fun game I've ever played. You can also get to the point where you get stuck. That happened to me a bunch of times. If you go down a dead end uh, uh, passageway and, and a monster basically trapped you, you just have to sit there until you die. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. I don't like games where you can get stuck. And this game it happens a lot. You can get stuck a lot. Now, you're not going to make yourself get stuck, mm -hmm. generally, because mm -hmm. you can blow up your own walls with dynamite unless you run out. But there are plenty of opportunities here to get stuck. So, you know, it's it's unique. It's a, a unique I'm willing, I'm willing to give a game a lot, of, a lot of extra credit if it presents a unique concept and it doesn't look like total garbage. 
And this game is very unique. I've never played another game like it. And it doesn't look like total garbage. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they really... I don't see why this couldn't run on the Coco 2. There's no way it could work run on the Coco 2. It couldn't run this fast. There wouldn't be this many colors. It would have I think to be they more could have, oh, they I will say the colors, they would have had to probably tone down a little bit. But I think otherwise, I think it would have, they would have had no problem running the Coco 2. It would That's look like me. Time Bandit if it was on the Coco Time Bandit's great and looks great. Well, I, it wouldn't look like this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I disagree with you. Uh, I did look something on eBay. Uh, of course, this was a cartridge form. Uh, you can get it between twenty and thirty dollars, uh, no problem there. So it's it's readily available, and this is what I did see in the store back in the day. Of course, uh, you're talking a nineteen eighty seven release, so you're at the very tail end mm -hmm. uh, of it's. This is pretty much when I was the Coco three was going out the door. Did you get any Discord action? We did. Pajaco sixty five oh two says I'm still new to the Coco, so getting to play new old games is a treat, and this game was. I went to give it a quick play and ended up playing it for almost three hours. Oh, man. A simple yet clever game of trapping monsters in a game where a level head not panicking into doing something is key. These things I did not do. This game genuinely gave me the fear, and I loved it. Initially, not having a full view of the maze was annoying, but this is the game's secret sauce. Graphics do the job well, and sound design is awesome, creating a tense but fun atmosphere. I will go, out for, will go back for more. So look out, Malcolm Mortar. I'm coming for you. The fact this never made it to other computers is criminal. So if you're looking for something a bit different, check this out. It's not to be missed. Mm. L. Curtis Boyle writes, This is a game that doesn't technically push the Coco 3's hardware. It has 16 color, 160 by 192 graphics, moderate background sound, and some cutesy animations, but nothing spectacular. It lets you pick composite or RGB color sets and play with either a keyboard or joystick. What makes this game is the fun and originality. I haven't seen a similar game on any other platform. You have to find and use temporary bricks, uh, and uh, you go through various mazes, have to lock out all the creatures on the main path between the doorways and the top and bottom of each level. The ultimate goal is that every few levels you get into an open grid where you must build permanent walls that you have to lure Malcolm himself into and seal them off, do this, and you win the game. If I was rating this more based on sound and graphics, it would probably rate a 6 out of 10, but with the originality and fun of gameplay, it bumps this game up to 8 out of 10. And finally, Z9K9 writes, A very nicely balanced design, requiring a bit of dexterity, a bit of daring, a bit of reading the room, and a bit of memory to succeed. I like the fluid equivalence between your score and your life energy. I like the foreshadowing of meeting your final foe right up front. I was highly engrossed by the slow uber task of trapping Malcolm in the middle of his lair while rapidly collecting resources in the lower mazes, and while I didn't succeed in the too short time I played so far, I'll be back with a cask of Amontillado. Amontillado, Aaron. Is that some highfalutin booze? I think what that is is uh, some highfalutin booze. There you go. I did. I did find uh, uh, an actual review on this. Oh, book, okay. Or not, okay. From our friends over at Ice. At the icepeople.net, which they review a ton of these games. Okay. They came in and gave this one a C. Mm. Uh, and they basically had a lot of the same issues I had. The controls weren't great. Uh, they didn't think the graphics were that good, which I, I, I'm kind of like I said, he says the same thing I did. This would have worked on any, any Coco. Uh, and he also wishes that there were multiple lives, which is what you did, yeah. which I agree with well, you. Well, maybe I mean I could. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe maybe this could have worked on the Coco. Well, like I said, it's Coco just I, it, it's it would be nice if everyone could play it. Mm -hmm. you know, oh but, yeah, eh. absolutely. I'm sure at 87, you might as well play it at the high end. Mm -hmm. You know, so there you go. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Aaron, I, it's probably time to leave the amazing world of Mouth and Mortar. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to our Coco superstars, uh, Robert Murphy and Steve Rasmussen. They form the Coco Game Selection team that choose these games. We also want to thank our Coco Show supporters, L. Curtis Boyle, Graham Bebke, Edvin Helland, Steve Rasmussen, Buttons, and William Becker. Mm. So, and Robert Murphy again. I figure I'll say them both twice, because that's the way I roll. You put them over. That's right. So, Aaron, what we got coming up next week? Let's right find now. out. Time Patrol. Time Patrol. Look at that cool 3D rendering of a plane. That's, uh, yeah. That'll be neat. I'm sure the game's just like that, man. That's right. So, Make sure you check us out if you enjoy the show. You want to watch us live, we record live on twitch.tv slash Amigos Podcast. Uh, most of the time we do this on, uh, well, who knows? This, this show, you never know. So just follow us and uh, we'll let you know when we're recording. If you like the show, patreon.com slash The Coco Show. You get access to our Discord community where we read your reviews on the air. Lots of other fun stuff on there. Uh, you can hang out with the one and only L. Curtis Boyle on there. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. So we appreciate you listening. We will see you next time. And until then, all hail El Curtis Boyle. Um...